Well, hello everybody. It is the week of March 22nd, 2020. This is episode 71 of the Dry Spellcast. My name is Matt. I've got Austin and Jason on the line. What is up? Hey. Um, we're all here. Uh, we are all self-isolating or self-containing, but we are keeping busy. So um, I'm just going to go ahead right out of the gate and just talk a little, just a tiny bit about the elephant in the room. Yeah, um, I mean, how it's going to come up soon. The fact that our world is completely different than two weeks ago when we recorded our last podcast, um, for better or for worse. Uh, yeah, so I know here in Orlando, we have, um, we have a, we have a, uh, a curfew in now. But right. we do not, uh, so we don't have a lock-in yet. Um, we just have a curfew. Um, but I'm sure the lockdown is coming uh, very soon. Uh, I haven't left the house. Um, I've been going for like walks and stuff um, just to get make get out. Um, but I haven't left the house really since Wednesday. I uh, I had to work on Wednesday, um, and that was the last time. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically everything around here is closed. So kind of looking at the timeline of events since we last, um, uh, talked. So because it was basically, it was really shortly after, um, we recorded our last podcast that, um, E3 officially canceled, um, not postponed, Canceled, and we'll mm -hmm. we'll kind of dig into that um, in just a few minutes because I kind of have a weird timeline of events that kind of led to that. Um, but uh, after E three got canceled, um, you know, it's uh, you know the NBA uh, was I think the first major sport to say, "Oh, we're done." Yeah. And then the uh, March Madness got canceled, the NHL, MLS, um, golf, um, yeah. basically the golf everything. Yeah, the golf I'm like, really? Like, you could do golf without fans because you're still so spread apart? I, I think our golf courses here uh, at Disney are might still be open. Um, I could be wrong um, because Disney is completely closed. Everything with the Disney name at this point is closed, um, right. including... Uh, I think the ESPN studios might still be open and I know like ABC is still running, but for the most part, basically everything is completely shut down. Um, which is the first time ever since the opening of Disneyland or Disney world that either of them have closed like this. So, um, it's definitely, uh, unprecedented. It's different. Um, it's been really interesting kind of going outside um you know though like the path that i go walking and running on uh is pretty barren most of the time and um i've been running into a lot more people and it's not like big groups of people but a lot more people are out walking um yeah because they have nothing else to do and you know a lot of more families are out walking their kids and stuff because now that all the school systems are shut down um, the kids are just sitting at home. And so I don't know, this is, 
this is a really scary time um and i don't really Mm -hmm. know how else to put it other than um you know be uh be careful uh take care of yourself your family your friends uh don't gather in large groups yes self-isolate stop Uh, acting like it's not a big deal social distancing is pissing me off i know i know it's it's frustrating to me too Um, especially you know because you know the pictures going around are florida right because well okay those those kids are complete idiots in florida right correct they knew they knew all about this uh yet they still chose to go there and well if i die i die is their mentality but that the worst part is they're gonna get sick be fine but carry it to their older relatives that get them really sick yeah, and uh, we're, you know, we're starting okay. to see more and more stories of young people that are dying from this that don't have underlying causes either, you know, uh, that just get sick enough that it does kill them. Like, this is uh, a reality now, and we need to, you know, treat it as a reality. Um, I, I, this, I mean, this, this is what I've been training my whole life for, right? Is sitting in a room all day and well, not going outside. I love, I love the meme. Where it's like when people call social isolation like your normal schedule. You're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. There's and some I mean, good ones out there. Which is yeah, true. I, 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 and the jokes that you know gamers yeah. have been training for this their whole lives and all that stuff and. Right, and like we'll get into games here in a second because I've played more games in the past week than I have in a very, very long time, um, and I my life is definitely still even though like this is you know hasn't changed too much it's still definitely changed like i've this is the longest stretch of cooking for myself that i've ever had because i like yeah i I won't go outside like i'm i'm not gonna yeah i'm not going to risk me myself or others i guess right cooking we've been cooking more in the house as well um i know we're trying to support the restaurants that are still open Mm -hmm. but you know the diet the takeout and stuff so Mm -hmm. i think we're going to actively maybe like once a week or something find a restaurant that's still you know doing food and try to support them because they're obviously really struggling in times like this and as right. long as we're in a safe place i feel like we're not well, hit as hard so we yeah well can yeah because idaho versus like where you're at in florida matt is it's i mean what we have 40 cases here total in the whole state something like that i think i've just heard it's around that i don't i, don't I just want to see which, yeah, which we, most I aren't know. actually in most actually aren't in even in our area there there's what, Blaine County, I think, has twenty-one right. cases, which is weird. It's weird that that's the like the smaller part that got hit. So I think I think Ada mm-hmm. only has like three cases total or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean so, that that's all dependent on testing and stuff. You know, like we're well, obviously testing more is, than you are. Um, you know, more, we're yeah. over six hundred cases at this point in Florida. Yeah, so. obviously, and like you know, Idaho is obviously testing more, and you know that's what we're going to see across the country right now. Is more people are going to have you know, the virus, but that doesn't mean it's spreading quicker. That, that's the misconception I guess people are getting this. If people already have this virus, now they're finally, Correct. the test kits are more available, which actually the the death rate, I know people still dying, has gone down to about 1%. So it may which be is least, still a lot. It's yeah, still it's a lot, still but I'm, I'm hoping it keeps going down with the more people that get tested because we can hope. Um, um, uh, we can hope, and I mean, you know, it's just—it's something we can maybe look on the bright side here. Like, hey, maybe it's not as lethal as we originally thought. So maybe, who knows? 
I, just I know, think- like, uh, like the death toll in Italy has gone insane. I know, like, they registered almost 800 deaths the other day um, yeah, in yeah. a single day, and that's that's crazy and scary to think about. And so that's, yeah. I think, the biggest thing is we need to make sure it doesn't get to that. Um, in terms of com- like confirmed cases, we're on a track to. Uh, go above and beyond even close to what Italy has and so I think we need, if you're not acting currently, act currently, start now um, because that's the only way we're going to beat this Um, you know, we're going to come out the other side of this uh, come hell or high water uh, but it's it's best if we can do whatever we can right now to stop. I like, I like how we're saying this, but I'm sure the people that listen to our show are the people that don't go outside anyway. So, oh, totally. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. like, what virus? Huh? What's going are on? You, why are you telling me? <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, so let's talk about E3. Um, since we're kind of on that subject, I'm gonna pull yeah. up the uh, the timeline that I sent you all the other day. Because um, we all knew this was coming, right? Um, yeah, we thought. And about so that I guess, yeah. The big question now is: Does E three make it after this? Um, well, it it also it depends on because I think Microsoft and all this the companies and stuff said they're still going to release their showcases just digitally, obviously because mm-hmm. they obviously all just presentations on a computer. So those are just going to get streamed live and. Depending on how successful those will be, E three might not come back after this because, right? What's uh, what's the point? Uh, the companies can do this on their own without having to spend so much money renting a uh, theater and all that stuff. Yeah. And whatnot. So, who knows? I mean, it's kind of what Sony did last couple of years, but now I kind of see it the same way. Like when it comes down to it, companies are going to be looking at this and. Like Microsoft, for example, they're going to put out all the uh, stuff on their own, and you're going to see them like realize, well, hey, and th- we don't need to pay all this money, and we get the same thing across. So, well, that's kind of the joke going around right now, not just for the gaming industry, but just the work industry as a whole. It's like it's going to show how much work that people have been driving to the office every day can really just be done at home, and it's not going to affect anything, and actually could save companies money in the long run. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in anyways, I was waiting for you to finish your thought. Yeah, so um, it disappeared. Yes, so let's so in terms of E three, so March eleventh was uh, was the announcement that E three was going to be canceled. Um, that was a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so this is the timeline that I kind of saw as this was happening, um, that I developed, um, and then I posted in our Facebook chat that nobody cared about. So anyways, um, yes. And this, this isn't taking, like, this isn't taking into account, like, you know, Sony pulled out last year, obviously. Um, and then there was the journalist doxing and stuff like that. So obviously this isn't taking that into account. Um, but January 13th was when Sony announced that they were not going to attend E3, um, for the second year, uh, which was Mm -hmm. a big thing, you know, and then, you know, immediately E3 came out and said, Oh, like, there's still going to be a lot of people. We're still going to be showing this, um, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, a month later, on February 12th, is when Jeff Keighley announced that he wasn't going to be a part of E3 anymore. Um, which, you know, he was hosting the Coliseum and stuff like that. Uh, and I guess the bigger story out of that was kind of how heated the words were when he said mm-hmm. that, like, he, was, he wasn't participating um, and stuff. February 13th... Um, the day after was when uh, the leak went around uh, showing the document of the companies that were participating and having booths in E3. Um, it was on an unsecured webs- uh, website uh, the- under the ESA domain. Um, and, you know, the the important part about this was, oh, they had recently come out and said, oh, we're going to be more secure about our information so that the journalist thing doesn't happen again. Um, and here is a document that the public isn't supposed to see that you can find literally just sitting online. Right. Um, and, you know, they quickly secured it and stuff. But the thing was, is a lot of people are looking at it and seeing like, oh, there aren't a lot of big players here. Like, this document is pretty empty. So, you know, you you could speculate that, you know, like, Nintendo is still going to take part, but maybe they're not on this document, you know, and stuff like that. But anyways, March 5th, I am 8-Bit, the creative directors of E3, um, announced that they were no longer involved. Um, And obviously that's a big deal um, because they were, like, just a couple weeks ago... ESA was out there saying, oh, like we're partnering with this company and uh, they're going to revel, like they're going to change what E3 is. Um, and that was a big blow. Uh, and so then this is where I think this story gets really super strange. On March 5th, there was a Twitter account. Hot Girls Videos 69, um, which nice. I would I would not, uh, if you're at work, which you're probably not because you're probably at home, I would not recommend going to this Twitter account because obviously it's very not safe for work. Um, Hot Girl Videos 69 sent out a tweet um, tagging Giant Bomb, Polygon, uh, Kotaku, and the... Uh, the community manager at Giant Bomb, which is very funny, um, saying that one of their customers who buys private cam videos has informed them that E3 will be canceled. So, obviously, this is totally speculation about who this person could be. It could be somebody that literally is just saying that E3 is going to be canceled because all of the signs at this point were kind of saying, oh, it's going to get canceled, right? Um, This doesn't mean that it was ahead of the ESA, but it could have been, right? Uh, And so, if so, that is the weirdest way to leak. And, you know, I was, like, looking on Twitter, um, and I don't know if it was this person or if somebody was kind of, like, responding to this as it was kind of surfacing, um, saying, oh, like, guys who do spend money on this private time tend to get really personal um, and tend to share a lot of secrets and stuff like that. Um, and 
anyways so this tweet went out and everybody ignored it until march 10th about five days later um devolver digital late at night tweeted cancer your cancel your e3 plans y'all y'all um and i don't i don't it was like what the next day was when it officially got canceled like yes that morning um of march 11th esa announced that e3 will not happen um and you know they cited COVID 19 as the sole reason of this um right and while that and, is definitely probably would have canceled it in the long run, there correct. was a lot more to it than just well, because a lot of this was happening before COVID nineteen was like a thing, like there was this pandemic in the like in the world. So I mean, obviously there's hard precautions, but the fact you know, you know, Sony pulling out again, and then all that stuff, Jeff Keighley coming out, pulling out, and so, right? Yeah, it was like the writing was already on the wall, and then there's like it's like well, virus, well, let's just no, right. We're done. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess head out. I was it could be the nail in the coffin, you know. Obviously, this was going to happen, right? Like, they were going to at least postpone this thing because yeah. every major event through, like, July has had this happen now. Um, you know, they're even talking about uh, the the Olympics at this point. So, I mean, there's yeah. there's lots of stuff. This was going to happen. Um, but them like kind of ignoring everything else and just blaming it on this, I think was uh, tone deaf isn't the right word, but kind of gets across what I'm what I'm trying to say. Very short sighted. Yeah. So I don't know. Like um, obviously, it's not happening. We can speculate. Um, is the ESA going to go bankrupt? Because that's kind of a rumor floating around right now. Um, but we don't really know for certain what that means. Um, I guess we're just kind of in a holding pattern and waiting for them to say something because I haven't seen them say anything since that announcement came out. Right. Um, personally, if it was my company and people started floating around all these rumors about me going bankrupt and stuff, I would probably get out there and say, oh, don't worry, we're not going bankrupt. This is a, uh, this is a practical response. We will try to do something, um, even if it's not an event, um, but try mm-hmm. something maybe digital for you um, in the near future. At the very but least, very, like, release, like an idea of what they're planning at this point, because they have to have some sort of plan. But when they're not doing that, that does kind of put the writing on the wall. Right. So I don't know. This, this could very well be the end of... E3, and you know, we've been talking about that for a long time. Um, I, I think the end of E3 as we've known it, but it might be like turn itself into something else. Like, I, like we said, they're still going to do the press conferences and stuff like that, which I don't see them, I don't see that stopped. I don't see that being done. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I can see those continuing along every year, doing like this big release of all the stuff that they've been working on and whatnot, but without the whole Coliseum and all that stuff behind it as well. I think it'd just be an individual thing that the companies will do on their own at the same during the same week of what normally would have been E3 kind of thing. Like right. what's gonna happen this year? I mean, they right. already 
go. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Like, again, I think there's totally well, space for something to fill this void. It's just we need to figure out what it is. And yeah, I, mean, I think it would just, be better if it went back to being, you know, a, a more of a developer-based thing. Right. Yeah, um, like the, the when they tried to make the, make it a fan event, I think it's kind of when things kind of went awry. Uh, maybe kind of go back to its roots. Yeah, and if they want to do a fan event, sure, but um, they're going to have to completely overhaul the way everything works and make it more yeah. like a PAX. Yeah, because as soon as they try For to sure. make it a fan event, that's when things just started going really just poorly. I mean, we've talked about that for the last three years, just how bad E3's been since they opened it up to the general public and with the events of stuff like that happening, so... Yeah, so I don't know if if our life is back to normal. Um, come like the first week of June, it's gonna be a really weird, empty feeling um, for well, me yeah, at least. For sure. Yeah, E3 was always something. I know several people that that's like the one of the big things they look forward to in the year is E3, and it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be like a weird, empty feeling, but not having just the coverage of what E3 was every year. It's just going to be like, well, here's our conference just streamed on Twitch or whatever. So it's just, Mm -hmm. so we'll see. We'll see. And so speaking of like things that are streamed on Twitch or whatever, um, I, so Sony did, um, something similar to what we're talking about last week. Um, and, we now know what the PS5 is going to be, what it's going to... I guess we don't really know what it's going to look like, but we know what it's going to be. Um, we know the design features. Um, Mark Cerny came out and um, talked about the design and what they were focused on and what they were looking for. Um, and it was a really strange thing. I know like a lot of people were like looking at it as trying to see kind of like a like a Nintendo Direct or something like that. Yeah. Um, and th- it, well, it wasn't. It, this well, was, was this like, was... oh, that was so boring. That was so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that actually harkens back to what I just said, like, to old-style E3, where you go on stage and you discuss this stuff to the people in the room because that's all you're trying to sh- show it to and not like... Right. This was this was going to be Sony's GDC showing, right? This yeah. was them sitting down with game developers and saying, this is what we're focused on. This is why we made the decisions we made. Um, and here's what you can think about when you start developing this game, right? Um, and, you know, and so the main takeaways I think that I got out of it were, first of all, the SSD. They're putting a huge amount of emphasis on the SSD and the way that they it, it gathers information and the, the way like that it can it can render things um, and stuff like that um, and load into the memory bank. Um, and you know, like he was talking about like some really interesting game design things where like he showed off an example. Um, uh, I, well, it was Jack and Daxter, um, where like there was this room that was really like jagged and like kind of like this corridor, and it wasn't a design that they wanted to implement. They had to put it in there because as you were going through that maze, it was loading the next part of the game. So that's how they kind of hid it, pulling new assets out of the memory bank and stuff and loading it into the game and so now with the ssd 
it's going to free up some of that space and stuff like that. And so I thought it was super interesting um, because I'm not a game designer. I don't pretend to be a game designer. Um, and especially like, I don't pretend to be a programmer. Like don't, right. don't even talk to me about programming. Um, but those are like the way he was putting it. I was like, Oh yeah, that totally makes sense because I've seen that. Right. We've all seen that in games. But yeah. Um, and stuff. So I thought it was really fascinating. Um, and then the other thing was, um, which spoke to me a little more heavily was, um, his emphasis on audio, uh, especially they want to like kind of create, um, 3d and spatial audio. Um, and this was when like, like I started getting on board. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I like, you know, as an audio nerd and somebody that like, is in the business of sound, like right. once he started talking about like the HRTF and how we visualize sound and stuff like that, I'm like, fuck yeah, this was, this is the content I'm subscribing <laughs> for. Um, and so like, it was really interesting, like listening to him, like, talk about like oh when this launches you you can take a little test and see which hrtf sounds better for you because you know to usually diagnose what that means um because that's how we hear right that's that's the the response of frequency and um amplitude that shows how we spatially hear sound right right um, and so uh, to do that, you usually you sit in a chair and there's like all these speakers and microphones and stuff like that. Um, and that's how you develop your HRTF. Obviously, that's not something you can do at home. Um, and so they're going to give you a bunch of different ones that you can choose from. And so uh, that's really cool um, and has me really pumped about the idea of what the PS5 is bringing um, because spatial yeah, audio is something that's super it, rad. Because it's something that's different than what the Xbox. Because the Xbox, like at the like during the same time, were released their full specs as well. And I mean, on paper, the Xbox Series X has slightly more power and stuff like that than the PS5. But the PS5 is doing things slightly differently, like like I said, with the audio and with the SSD. That kind of give it this weird like dark horse X factor kind of thing to it. So. It's gonna be curious to see how like how that will work differently versus what Xbox is doing with their console. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of looking forward. I'm kind of looking forward to that because it's just it's it's different. For it's, sure. Yeah. I think I, it's like it's like because you know the last generation is like I don't know. I feel like the, the consoles were kind of like trying to go for the same kind of thing, and now they're kind of there. You see this little more deviation of what the vision of what they want to do with their consoles are and it's kind of interesting to see that right so i'm excited i mean i want to see i want to see you know obviously gameplay test footage of both these consoles and right i'm sure i'm sure we'll get soon enough i mean from what i've heard both the xbox and the ps5 will not have any delays due to covid19 so right but i'm sure it'll have a limited stock well, we'll sure. see. I mean, because already in China, uh, they're kind of ramping up production, and for not not just for obviously this stuff, but right. for all technology and stuff in China is kind of getting back to where it was before this all happened. So yeah, it kind of it kind of gives us a timeline that maybe in you know America and the rest of the world will kind of be back to normal production and just to, and not too, hopefully too much longer. So. Fingers crossed, and I mean, they already said this. I mean, Apple already came out and said, you know, our iPhones won't be delayed this year, 
people beyond on time and stuff like that. So thank God. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, if we'll they're see. a big, they're a big, they're a big tech company that has that uses, you know, multiple countries to build products, build parts for their products, and I mean, I'm sure Xbox and Sony are the same way. They have you know, probably places in Vietnam and Thailand and who knows where else. And so, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening, but but yeah, I still think it could be not delayed, but just limited stock because. I feel like at this point they'd likely be putting together their production and everything. So, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Um again, I'm not going to speculate here because I am not an expert on supply chain. But what I will speculate on is so we so when we uh develop like the news stories and stuff we're going to talk about through our podcast, um this is a total aside by the way. We do it through uh Google Docs. Um, and when, so I just shared like the Google docs into our Slack and we like, we can access it whatever time. So we don't access it through like necessarily our own email accounts. Right. Um, and so it gives you anonymous animals when you're sitting there and looking. Um, and I just want to point out that today, Jason is the anonymous quagga. <laughs> All right. Um, which I had to look up, which is a subspecies of plains zebra that lived in South Africa until becoming extinct late in the 19th century. All right, so I have extinct. to be, I'm super curious about how Google picks what animals they're going to be because <laughs> I've, I've seen like the anonymous capybara or like the anonymous zebra or whatever, but yeah. this is a really out there. <laughs> what am I? Am I my own person? Uh, you're your you're own. Austin I, Cornwell. Yes, you're you're the little <laughs> uh, Dogbert character. That is that is me. That is you. So, anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. But let's talk about some video games. So again, I've been sitting at home, um, and I've been playing just a fuck ton of video games. Um, <laughs> like that's literally all I've been doing. Uh, and so, and it's been good. It's kind of been good to catch up. You know, like I, like I've hopped into my backlog of like playing control and um i was gonna say dead space and then deep space nine popped into my head and neither of those are correct <laughs> the outer wilds there you um, go so yeah outer and i mean worlds. i'm still like kind of i haven't touched outer worlds in a while um i i think if this continues maybe i'll hit back into it but i i fell off pretty hard which is surprising is how much i liked that game yeah. um i think it was just uh the perfect time for some of the other stuff that came out um yeah i think i need to finish outer wilds before i hop back into outer worlds one to keep my brain straight um and then two just so that like i'm doing one outer space game at a time um but um it has been a good time for new releases um and i've been playing some yeah like the the, the timing games for real at least like like this could have been in the middle of January when nothing was coming out and everyone was depressed with seasonal depression and then whatever. Yeah, at least it's spring and at least games are coming out. Now, um, yeah. before we get to the big two that we need to talk about, uh, let's talk about all of our smaller ones. Um, and so I'm going to start with some games that were released a while ago that I've been playing and I've been really enjoying. Um, starting with uh, SCP. Um, which stands for Secure, Contain, Protect, which I guess is a weird, like, online cult, like, I can't really tell what it is. Um, 
it's it has a very control vibe um to like the story where there's like monsters and there's like uh like items that are possessed and i don't know like if you're an scp fan you're probably screaming at me right now for explaining it like that and i'm sorry um but it's it's supposed to be like uh like the hidden um part of like our government or whatever but anyways so scp is a multiplayer like take on these stories um and so i've been playing with a group of friends uh and you know if if anything good for me comes out of this whole um containment thing um or not containment but like quarantine thing uh it's i've reconnected with a group of friends that i haven't talked to in a really super long time um and so that's been really cool but so this is a game that i've been playing with them um and it's really good to get like groups of like eight or more together to play um so i'd love for us to like try it and stuff um but anyway I so i have a downloaded and i'm down to give it a try yeah um i what, might invite I think, you i think i did download it is it yeah, free it is yeah. it is free is it on steam it is yeah. I think I did download it to be honest. Um, and it's it's very barren. It's it's like you can tell it's like oh this was made in like source, um, um, which it might have not been, but that's what it feels like. Is it feels like yeah. an old like source game, kind of like Counter Strikey. Um, right. But anyways, so yeah, so basically the premise is um, you gather a big group and you come, and so there's different classes that you get. Um, so there's always one SCP, which is a monster, and there's a different selection of monsters. It's kind of like uh, Dead by Daylight in this sense. So you get a monster, you have different uh, abilities and stuff. So for example, <laughs> one you uh, you can't attack until like an enemy looks at you. And if they look at you, you freeze for like five seconds and then you go into a rage and it's basically one hit kill at that point. Um, so like if you're like playing against it, you like your goal is if you see it, you run so it, you don't look at it like there's one that only sees you if you move and so on and so forth. Um, then there's like class D personnel, which are like prisoners that are in like um locked in this um area there's a guard which is like supposed to like guard like and fight off the scp and then there's like scientists and then as the game progresses and you die you respawn as other like um like there's a chaos insurgent that's goal is to literally kill everything um including like the guards the scientists the scp basically everything and there's a lot to it like there's like key cards throughout the world and like that unlock different things there's a nuclear warhead that you try to blow up but anyways there's lots of different things there's it seems there's like a decent cult following for this game i've been having a lot of fun um we've played with randos like once and it wasn't great but if you can get like a group of like eight or more people together to play this game it's a lot of fun um and like so what we do is we hop into discord we get the game going we all hop out of discord um because like the in voice chat is super important um and so like uh because it's proximity based and you also have oh. radios where you can communicate if you're like um certain classes and stuff like that 
Um, so yeah, like I, I, this is something that like I've actually been having a lot of fun with. Um, and then once the game's over, we hop back into discord, kind of debrief, and then we go back in and play. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would love to play it with, uh, you know, this group of friends, um, and see if like, we can't get a bunch of people on. So I'm down um, to try that. Yeah, it's just a nice way to pass time. You know, it's a little horror-based. So, like, when you run into the monster, it is kind of terrifying. um, And you have to kind of remain cool and stuff like that. So, it's good. Um, I've been having fun. um, And we'll see. We'll see if they keep adding stuff. But, um, yeah, it's totally free. It's on Steam. Um, And then the other game that I've been playing uh, like this is Raft. So, I hopped into Raft. How is that? Because I really have... I've actually had that on my wish list. I've had it on my wish list for a while. Um, I've been I've been really enjoying it. Um, so when I first started, I hopped in with some old friends. Um, and they were really far into it. So they have this giant raft. And yeah. everything's automated. And like everything. Um, so I kind of went off on my own and tried my own raft. Um, and... I restarted it probably three or four times till I finally realized what I was doing. Basically, you start on a four by four raft um, mm. with nothing. It's just you, um, you and a hook. And that sounds, so, that sounds fun to me. I don't know. Yeah, and so you start off by like there's plastic and wood and like barrels and stuff floating through the water. You have your hook and you hook them and bring them to you. So right. it's just totally random what shows up in the water. Right? Correct, right? including okay, so. islands and everything. Um, oh, that's super. I, I that's super cool. I like that. Yeah, and I think, so um, I think I had it on my wish list. Let's see. It was. I put it on May 30th of 2018. So I'm happy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a pretty old game. Um, I think it's still in early access. Um, but so, yeah, I like I, you know, you start off and you start building up your raft. Um, there's a shark that follows you and tries to, like, destroy your raft. Um, and then you like so, like, the first thing you hop in is you're like, OK, I need water and I need food. How am I going to get those things? So you start off and you craft a little like water station. Um, once you're done with that, you know, then you start crafting like a food station. And so you have to like manage those things. Like, how am I getting food? How am I getting water? And keep that rotation going. You know, you don't start with a cup or anything. So you have to build a cup, you know, and then you can build a water bottle um, and stuff like that. And so I don't know. It's been it's been really enjoyable. Um yeah, I mean, I think I I am very still early on in my own personal raft. Um, I would love to start like a like a game from scratch with other people and kind yeah. of see how it goes. But like you know, it get it does get deeper where like you craft a radio and you, there's like uh, broadcast towers on larger islands, so you're finding them, um, and by finding them, you're finding out a more like. Um, about the end game and stuff like that. And I don't really even know if there's an end to this game. I haven't seen it. Um, so I'm really interested to kind of continue on with that. It's an it's a easy way to just jump in, spend 30 minutes, and jump out. Um, For sure. So, yeah. Uh, so far, I, like, I super recommend it. Um, I, I've at least definitely been enjoying it. Um, so, you know... Uh, and, and like the cool thing about like when I jumped in with the friends is that like everybody kind of has their own 
like job that they really enjoy doing so like like they there's a cooking station so one of the people i was playing with loves to cook so she is spending all of the day cooking um and also like jumping out on islands and mining and collecting supplies and stuff one of them likes to smelt and drive so he has his own little station where he's smelting iron and stuff like that um one loves to maintain like the water supply and also like trees and plants and the animals and stuff like that so it's just been fun to kind of like just be able to sit down and chill um and i guess if you don't have enough of spending time by yourself (laughs) here's a game that you can toll play totally by yourself so um other than that, let's let's hit a more recent new release. I'm sure everybody's getting sick of listening to me, um, <laughs> but um, actually, let's talk about Rainbow Six. Um, um, we've because all been playing that. We've all been playing that together because it's a good multiplayer game. So I'll let you kind of talk about Rainbow Six for a couple minutes. So uh, Austin's our expert, so I'll let him start. Uh, yeah. So I, I played I mean, Siege since it came out on PlayStation, but I bought it a while ago on PC and kind of no one else really played. I mean, I, Jason, I know you weren't really... I hated your it favorite, for a long time. Yeah, it, like, it was not your favorite game. It was definitely, it was at the time where Overwatch was like your one game that you always played. Which yeah. is still the best yeah, game. I, I, so. Yeah, I... Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and Siege was always my, my favorite. And I know for the longest time, I think the only people that really had it was like my brain's uh, it, we would play maybe a couple rounds and then he would go off and do whatever he does because he just bounces around from game to game to game real fast. <laughs> so I, it's hard to keep up with him sometimes. But yeah, we said, oh, Matt picked it up a while ago. I don't know. We've all kind of had it. And then our last our friend Pickles, uh, he finally picked it up because he's the one I played with on PlayStation for the longest time. And he was so uh, like, didn't want to get it for PC because all, all of the stuff that he has on console, which is the same for me. I mean, I have all the operators, all the all these skins and stuff like that. So it's hard to move to a new system and lose everything that you've like worked hard to get. And which is kind of annoying because it's all connected to the UPlay server. So you think you there would be a way to transfer it over, but you know. But Austin, then they want money. money. Yeah, I know, and that's the annoying thing. But yeah, we've all kind of been playing Siege. Uh, together and it's it's really fun when you all jump in there with actually like a squad of five and can actually coordinate and work together and we've actually you know i think done pretty decent overall lately so yeah yeah i, know, I mean i i even so i hate this game and even i've been like actually kind of having fun like i got mvp in a match last night um yeah you said that to me yeah, that was and i was fun. i was a little tipsy at that time because what else is there to do other than drink well, it, it was it was kind of funny because I played with my brains and I think Jason was in this and then a, another friend of theirs um, that I've played some Apex with and whatnot. And every game I played with him, he's always done. He's always really good. Um, Digiloop. And, you know, Apex, he's always like carries pretty much the whole team and whatnot. So we finally jump into Siege and he completely sucked at the first because it was the first match he ever played. And so he's still learning how to play. And, and of course, I... I haven't played in a while. I get on there and somehow get like a 13 kill game or something like that. And he's just like, well, way to make me feel bad, Dogbert. <laughs> it's like, hey, let me have my moment, okay? This is, this is my game. And it's just kind of funny. And 
I know he met, apparently he mentioned to my brain, he's like, yeah, I really got to step up my game because a dog group made me look bad. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, and I don't know. We've, we've been having a good time on that. And, I don't know. I, I'm sure. glad I'm glad to get back into Siege because I honestly played for about a year. Right. Um, so and, I kind of missed the end of last season and the start of this current season. So it's kind of nice to get back into it because there's, I think there's now – six operators that I've never like experienced. So I'm kind of, it's kind of interesting to see how the game changes every time they release yeah. new operators because it kind of changes the flow of stuff and it's, it's it keeps the game obviously fresh. They've been, they've been going on for six years, five years, six years now. So right, um, it's a good time. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I like, I'm finally kind of enjoying it um, at times. I still think a lot of it's bullshit, but um, <laughs> you know, here we but are. like once you, once you learn, I mean, because there's a match that I we did. I I think all of us were playing. Like the other teams, like hacker, hacker, headshot, hack, blah blah blah. But it's like no, I've played this game so much. I kind of know how like the feel of like what's going to go happen. Like you know, I knew there was a gunfight in the next room over to me, and my brain gets killed. So I just fired through the wall, and I ended up killing the guy and winning the round. I mean, I just kind of knew that was like where he was, just based on like sound and relation of where my teammate just died and then you know the and then the following round with the same people i go and actually ace the whole squad um and you know because i kind of knew someone was going to be behind me at that point so i turned around and boom there's someone right there and i kind of know where people are hiding so and then they're like oh hacker hacker reported and I don't know, i'm sure they're okay and stuff and i gotta step in real quick i i'll preface this by saying i've been enjoying it a lot more than i used to i used to not be able to stand it because it pissed me off all the time yeah but when off the thing austin's talking about when they first started calling him a hacker is when our friend Mybrates, he's in this in the room with the bomb. He gets killed. Austin turns to the the spot where he died and shoots the guy through a wall. And yeah, that's where well, the aim hacks start. That's the shit that pisses me off. That's well, not cool. That okay. is just that would be I would be in the same boat. I'd be pissed. <laughs> yes, I would be too. I mean, there's a lot of that about this game, like, uh, where I'm like, where the hell? Like, how did they see me? Like, even watching, exactly. like, the kill cams and stuff, I'm like, listen, like, I just watched this, and I, st and I knew where I was, and I still couldn't see me. And stuff right. like that. Like, I, like, there's a lot of that about this game. And especially, like, you know, the newcomers playlist is supposed to be a place where newcomers can go to learn the game, and it's just full of Smurfs at this point. Well, the, pro the problem yeah. is, unless you go up to level 50, in that yeah. playlist it should be like level 15 um because i mean i have let's see 30 some hours on it right now i have 39 hours and i think i'm like level 39 like i could still be in the newcomers playlist and i <laughs> excuse me just on pc alone i put almost 40 hours into the game that's more than enough time to have learned the game and i don't know i think that's kind of yeah. broken because since we moved out of the newcomers playlist i feel like all of us have done better as a whole yes i actually perform better out of the newcomer playlist because the newcomer playlist is totally it's a lot of people who i don't understand the concept of smurfing i really don't like why why do you go into a game and wreck people who are trying to learn it and then like quit at the last minute so you don't rank up i don't understand why people do this Matt, i really just, don't get you gotta it gotta make sure their ego feels good yeah 
because you know a lot of games deal with this, right? They, Overwatch they, yeah, had those a, are like, the same bad people that go. Those are the same people that go party, party in uh, Florida right now. So. They are. Those fuckers are the ones spreading the coronavirus. Smurfs. The Smurfs. So I don't know. Like, um, yeah, that's that's my biggest problem with the game at this point. Because I would love to kind of like learn more about the intricacies and stuff like that. But uh, as as it is, it's just a little. It's a little frustrating. Is the museum open now? So. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah. So. Um, one last game that I want to talk to you about, and before we get to Animal Crossing, which uh, Austin is way ahead of us on, um, because he's well, I don't mean like ahead of us in the game, but he is. He, you, if you can see the video, which you probably can't, um, there, Animal Crossing is literally happening right behind him. Um. So yeah, but before we get to that, before we get to that. Um, <laughs> Get a hot, I want. A hot there. I have to. I have to give my piece to Ori and the Will of the Wisps, um, which is a new which release. Fantastic! Um, it's out have on uh, it Xbox Jason? Game Pass. I've not played I, it. I I've, I just... I have downloaded it and not started. Um, it is great. Um, it's it looks amazing. It feels amazing. Um, it's. I mean, I've really in, the music's incredible in it. Um, I mean, overall, this game is just really, really, really solid. Um, and I come and go with platformers. Um, I don't always love them, but this one I'm really, really enjoying. Um, and yeah, so I really liked the first Ori. Um, I I put in. I maybe 10ish hours into the original Ori. Um I never beat it, but there's a lot of stuff that they've upgraded in this game or kind of like made new systems and stuff like that that I'm really enjoying. And you can tell like they're kind of taking some hits at, you know, like uh the the game that's off the top of my head that I don't want to compare it to, but I'm going to is Hollow Knight. Um because there's kind of like a hub world where you go and you like upgrade different things you can buy supplies um or like runes and stuff like that from people in this like area this centralized area that you unlock pretty early on um and you get different abilities as you go obviously it's a metroidvania so as you're going you unlock different parts of the map and stuff like that but um i think like the increase in, like or the like the fact that, that this hub world exists, I think, adds a new element to this game. Um, and then, you know, like, the one of the cool things about the battle system is you can press left trigger um, and it brings up a menu and you can assign uh, your face buttons to different abilities on the fly so if you're in a battle and you're like oh i like so for example one of the ones that i have is a sentry it's this little butterfly that shoots out um suits enemies i usually have it attached to my y button um why so exactly why (laughs) so you can hit y the sentry pops out um attacks but let's say my health is going down so what i do is i hit left trigger i also have a heal so i can assign it to y on the fly and then uh let go of the left trigger 
hold in Y, heal myself, hit left trigger, and assign the sentry back to Y, all in like a matter of seconds. Um, and so it's super fluid. It's really easy to do. Um, and I think that has changed kind of um, the way I play this game um, because it is such an easy thing to do. So um, I, I have really been enjoying this. Um, there's been some parts that's like really frustrate me where I'm like kind of like sitting there like, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? Like, especially like some of the boss battles, I'm like, like or like i don't even know if they're like i could classify them as boss battles but like you're like running from different creatures and stuff where like i'm getting stuck over and over and over and i'm like i honestly don't even know what this game wants me to do um but i eventually figure it out um and i will say uh when in doubt just hit hit the wall as much as you can pinky out that actually doesn't help you in this case, but when in doubt, just hit the wall. It's kind of like harkening back to like the Symphony of the Night. When in doubt, hit the wall. There's probably gonna meet be meat that falls out. Um, so uh, yeah, this game I've been really enjoying. It's just gorgeous. They do like so. I think the main art style is kind of like that old uh, Disney cartoon style where you have the multiple layers. So like you have like this front layer. Um, and then you have the plane on which you actually play on. So, like, there there are times where, like, the outer layer, the one closest to you, is obscuring, like, your view and stuff, which can be annoying. But um, I like the way it looks. And then you have the plane you would play on. And then there's several planes behind you of things that are going on. Um, and it, it just gives it this really, really good-looking depth. Um, and so I'm, I just really am liking this game a lot. Uh, I'm excited. I, uh, I want to play it real bad. Uh, I've been watching some previews on it and it just looks so good. And I've heard nothing but great things about the combat. So I'm going to be downloading that here eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I totally recommend it. Like said, it's on game pass. I need to boot it up. I have it downloaded and ready to go. Um, the one thing I would say um, is don't try to play this on uh, mouse and keyboard. Um, so that's, that's what I was going to ask. Is it a uh, it's, con- it's, controller yeah, game? And- absolutely. I mean, I bet there's a way to play it um, on mouse and keyboard. Um, for me, I would never try it. Right. Platformers so. are almost always meant to be played with the controller. controller right. so. For sure. That's that's the history, man. That's where it came from. Yeah. So yeah, so th- th- I've been working my way through that, um, and I've I've <clears throat> it's taken a little bit of a backseat because of the two big ones that have come out. Um. So again, before we get to them, let's cover everything else. All right, Austin, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. So since we last did our podcast, uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, launch their battle royale Warzone, and so I've definitely tried to get as much time in that as I possibly can. I, I mean, unlike Matt here, I've not been quarantined from everyday life. I'm still working every pretty much every day. So if and I've been actually a lot busier than normal because of because of such events in the world. So Death Stranding is happening, and you're the main character. Yeah, I guess I am delivering packages and making connections and who knows what else. 
<laughs> reconnecting America. Drinking, drinking some monsters and reconnecting America with my BB. Uh, no, but so I've been playing some Warzone. I've been playing with uh, a friend of ours, Grant, who uh, recently has gotten into PC gaming. And I know Matt and I, Matt's played with us a few times. Mm -hmm. I think Jason has also played a few times. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in my opinion, as far as a battle royale goes, it's actually it's a pretty solid. Um, I think it's a good mix of what we've seen in the past. Like I think the closest thing it reminds me of is probably more of a PUBG because it is kind of going from that more realistic, um, not so cartoony like Fortnite or even like I wouldn't call Apex cartoony, but it's still more. Uh, it's different though. It, you know, you, you, you know, can, it, it has you know that I, different you know style. I mean. So it's kind of on its own thing, but it's still got its own flair and character, which I really enjoy. Uh, so the armor system's different than other games. It's like it's like you just get some armor. It doesn't have no levels to it. It's just as much as like you can like if you're just full of armor, uh, like do you know, two, two out of three or one out of three, which affects things. Uh, I think the notable notable differences between this versus like any other battle royale is. At times, you get loot drops where you actually can pick your own loadouts from um, your own mm -hmm. stuff, so which is kind of nice because that actually kind of does change the things. It's not always the same guns uh, or, or the same setups um, going into the game. You know, you bring out your M4 that has all the stuff on it, or you know, whatever you want, which is kind of cool. Uh, trying to like that's that's kind of a cool thing. The one thing that I really do like is uh, the gulag. So if you die. And you know, if you go down and you don't get rezzed and you die, die. You go the first time you die, you get sent to the gulag, um, which is and ends up becoming a one v one battle to fight to get back into the game. Um, so if you win, you put, you you know go parachute right then and go can hopefully drop back with your teammates and get your stuff back and keep going. Um, but if you lose, you're you're done and then you're put. Your teammates can actually buy your freedom later, so that's actually another interesting feature to this game. Is there's a uh, money system in the battle royale where you can pick up money off the ground and you can go to special markets to buy either you know armor or loadout. I don't know about loadouts, but armor, kill streaks, stuff like that. But you also can buy your teammates' release if they don't make it out of the gulag, or you know if they make it out, die again, then you can go re buy him again and that goes up until I believe the top 10 so you can kind of do that for quite a while um, it's kind of expensive and there's times where we you know you're like oh I don't have enough money and so it's like whatever but it's kind of a cool feature um, to kind of keep you in the game because it's kind of the new the thing that Apex kind of started with uh, Battle Royale is this idea of uh, getting revived mid-game and I know Fortnite has adopted it since and now uh, Modern Warfare has kind of done their own version of it. It's kind of cool. So, I don't know. I like it. Uh, it's It was kind of hard to get used to because I was so used to the Modern Warfare just normal multiplayer and this is like, it's, it's just slightly different because the time to kill is way longer than even like normal multiplayer and not even hardcore. Uh, so it's like you gotta get, kind of have to get used to that, worry about the armor breaking and whatnot. So, I don't know. What are you guys' opinions on? Personally? I mean, for me, I... I'm... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for me, I'm not quite sold yet. I it, For me, it kind of feels alright. Like, uh, if you look at Apex, it's a lot more fluid. It's a lot I, quicker to I just... pull... I, I think on the first day I played it, I'm like, well, I'm going to go play some Apex now. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, I agree with you. I, I think Apex is still, for me, yeah. 
And I played like Fortnite, and uh, I don't know what it is now, but back when I was playing it, it was still like a lot of fun, still that fast pace. This takes the game that for me was fast pace, Modern Warfare, and it slows it down tremendously, and it just doesn't feel right for me. So it doesn't really hit the nail on the head for me. And I mean, it feels okay. I'll play it and I'll have an all right time, but it doesn't feel like the next battle royale. I don't know. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I enjoyed some of the stuff I played with. I just don't think that there's anything that like is super special that's bringing me to it. It just feels like another battle royale, you know. Like even yeah. with the things that they have changed about it. I'm just I I don't feel like it's calling to me be, uh, in the sense that like I haven't even touched it since we first played it. Right. Um, you know, I and maybe it's just because I'm like shootered out right now, but um I don't know, playing it I just didn't feel like oh this is this is just super fun. Um, right. which is, you know, like when Apex came out, that's what I felt about Apex. You know, when it came out, I was like, oh, this is super fun. I'm going to continue playing this. When uh, Warzone, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's fine. Like, I will play this. If if somebody asked me, hey, Matt, come play Warzone with me, I'd be like, oh, sure, why not? Um, but I'm not having the time with it that, like, I want to be. Or It's right. just not revolutionary, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I too. land on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I I, I think it, I mean obviously like Apex better as far as like other ones. Like I think it can survive in the world of battle royales, right? Considering it it is free for anyone, even if you don't own the actual Modern Warfare game, which is kind of a nice feature that they actually did. You know, it's not like hey, it's twenty bucks or you know if you don't own the game, yeah, you got to pay for it and stuff like that. So it's kind of a nice feature that they did that. Um, so I know. Uh, you don't own the game, Matt, right? No, I don't. Yeah, so you're Correct. one of the people that just, like just has Warzone. So it's kind of a, I mean, it's kind of nice if they did that. So, but yeah, like I said, I think I still would prefer to play Apex because I think I enjoy playing Apex a little. Right. For sure. Yeah, but you know that's it was new, it was there, and it was worth trying out. And I mean, I probably will still continue to play it in the future because I know my. Frank Grant will still want to play it, so I'm right. Have someone to play it with. Sure. Um. Yeah. So, um. Jason, I've got one more before we start getting into the big names. Let's and talk about Doom. I am playing Doom right now, but Doom 2016. Tell me. There's a reason why I'm playing it. Uh, Tell me. I'm really excited for Doom Eternal. I wanted to get back in. I'm my plan. The reason I have not beat this game yet is because I've sat down and like every time I get in there like okay I feel weird leaving anything on the map and so I've collected every secret up to this point so I'm gonna try to just kind of burn through it and uh, honestly I love the gameplay it's really fast really uh, it feels almost like a puzzle game in a lot of ways mm -hmm. because I'm sitting there on the harder difficulties like alright, I have this quad damage sitting here, I need to go ahead and take out all these enemies, save this for later, so at the last time when I have these two big enemies, I can grab that, take them out, and it's just that decision-making you have to make, it's so much fun. And uh, I was play I'm was i playing that, trying to get through it, and the reason is because I just got Doom Eternal, and it is downloading right now, 
and I'm so excited for it. So that's all I have to say about Doom 2016, and I'll give it to you to talk about Doomy Turtle, Matt. Okay, okay. you're the only one that's actually played it, because I have it downloaded, and I just haven't played it up. So. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to get to these... My yes. curse. I thought we were going to get to these a lot sooner, but here we are. So... Doom Eternal. Um, I've been looking forward to this game for a long time, right? Um, I loved Doom 2016. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I think it's one of the best shooters to come out of this generation, if not the last decade or even more. Um, there was something about the glory kill system and the movement and everything about it that made Doom a very special game to play. And mm. I will have you tell, or I will say that Doom Eternal continues a lot of those things. Um, the movement and the fast paced, the shooting, the glory kills, everything about Doom Eternal in that sense is very good. The things I don't like about Doom Eternal um, is I feel like I am constantly getting stuck on really shitty platforming. <laughs> um, it feels like there's a lot more of it in this game than there was in the last one. And I well, that, that was the thing is they changed the climbing mechanics slightly and then correct. actually did did want to make it more of a platforming puzzle game when you're not in the action sequences. Right. So you know double jumps, right? All good games have double jumps. Yes. Well what if I told you that there was also a double dash? Oh, oh man game changer yeah so this game it has that kind of stuff and so like a lot of the platforming puzzles are like navigating oh am i supposed to jump here am i supposed to dash here if i don't jump at the exact time and then dash at the right exact time um my dash meter won't fill up correctly and i won't be able to make it to this wall and and the way they do it is so like if you fall during platforming you you immediately spawn back right at the beginning of the section with uh, a little bit of health gone. Um, so I find myself um, coming out of battles full of health because I've just killed all these enemies because, you know, the, the same system works. So, like, when you uh, glory kill an enemy, you get health out of them. If you chainsaw an enemy, you get ammo out of them. And if you burn an enemy because you have, like, a little flamethrower, um, if you burn an enemy... Um, they drop armor so you can come out of battles with all of this stuff then i die repeatedly on these stupid shitty platforming sections and then the next battle i have none of my armor i have none of my health um and all of a sudden um i'm getting my ass kicked um and i found this game to be incredibly difficult um, the battles are they go on forever and it's basically just battle after battle after battle right you go into That's an area and doom. you look at it and you're like yeah it, it is doom right you look at it and you're like oh here's another arena where I know I'm going to be fighting these things for you know the next 20 minutes uh, and so you go in and you're like oh well here's all of these like jumps and like all of this like stuff and you're like oh well the battle is very obviously coming um, right. And so you're basically going battle arena, little bit of platforming, battle arena, little bit of platforming, battle arena. Um, and then every now and then they throw a boss battle at you. Okay. Um, and so I don't know, like, 
like the pacing has been fine so far um i just wish the platforming was better um because i do think it's pretty terrible um but other than that i mean the game continues to hold its own in terms of like what it is as a shooter uh you know once you kind of get in the rhythm of like oh i know that i need to glory kill right now um versus oh i need to be chainsawing versus oh i should be gathering armor and stuff like that that's kind of like the learning curve about this game is like figuring out oh when am i supposed to do these different things to get this different um I, currency is the wrong word, but this different item from these people because right. you spend half of the game with a low health or a low ammo bar um, warning right. on your HUD. I mean, it, I have yet to figure out how to not run out of ammo in the middle of a battle. <laughs> you are constantly running out of ammo, right. and it frustrates the hell out of me um, every time but I know it's just because I'm not managing those systems correctly and so I'm like trying to figure out that balance um, but what I have found is the enemies are relentless um, and I wish I was spending more time running forward and not backward because when you start running backwards you you die so you constantly right. have to be running forward but the bunch of the enemies that they have like introduced into this game um have me running backwards from them because I can't get them around fast enough to get them in front of me because they're too quick. Right. Um, yeah. And one of the things they've introduced is they've introduced weak points on enemies. So like, um, like for example, the caco demons, the, the big balls that fly at you. Um, right. if you time it right and you shoot a grenade into their mouth, they stutter. So you, you can then perform a glory, glory kill. So you, you normally, like, I'm trying to save my grenades for those moments. Um, and, like, there's other ones. Like, the big ones with, like, the rocket launchers, like, on their uh, um, their shoulders. I can't remember their names. Um, you can shoot those off. So all of a sudden, they're uh, a lot less powerful. Right. Um, but when you're fighting them up close, I've been finding it almost impossible to actually perform those moves. So if I can get like a long distance shot on them and to destroy like a turret or two, um, then it works really well. But if I'm close up, I like I've been finding it very hard to do those things. Right. Um, I was playing on the normal difficulty, um, which they start you out on. It's like hurt me plenty. Um, I have s- since switched to the easiest because I was I was just not having fun repeatedly right. dying in the same arena. Um, Makes sense. And I'm still dying. It's a hard ass <laughs> game. Um, it is. I feel like the difficulty here is a lot more than what we got in Doom 2016. Oh, okay. So. Well, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be interested to hear your thoughts coming straight from that into this, right? Um, because I wish I would have done something like that, um, just to kind of know uh, how they've progressed. But right, still a really good game. Still feels really good. Don't know if I'm enjoying it as much as I enjoyed the original, but. Um, We'll see. We'll see as it goes. You know, the storyline sure. and stuff, it's still super campy. It's still ridiculous. 
Um, so there's still a lot like it feels like there's more maybe more story in this game because there's a lot more codecs and stuff you can pick up um and so you it can read like into it if you want and like cutscenes and stuff that actually tell you stuff from what i kind of gathered yeah and I, I i don't think it's too in your face with it um but it's it's still definitely ridiculous there is kind of like a centralized world in this as well you have a ship that like you're upgrading and unlocking things on um which i thought was really fascinating for them to include but yeah that's doom eternal so right. far um well, can we get to the other big game then yeah and so when i am not killing and when i'm not ripping and tearing my way through demons um i am relaxing and uh paying debt collectors in animal crossing new horizons yeah um and i know we've all played this uh and so i will stop talking briefly <laughs> and i will let somebody else kind of take the reins how about you jason i can do that so i started playing on friday friday morning and i will just start by saying right out of the gate i love this game it's so much fun and it's definitely a game that it's very slow paced it's very just do what you want and i love that about it so the first day as you're dropped in like there's not a whole lot to it you just have you're going around you're collecting fruit you're collecting fish you're collecting insects all that stuff and that's going to be a large part of it but as you keep going more stuff unlocks like Matt and I both are at a point where we have our own house. I don't know. Have you got your house yet, Austin? Uh, I can buy one. I just haven't done it. Okay. So I don't want to be, you know, in debt for 100,000 bells or whatever it is. Oh, you'll but always be in debt. Don't not worry. Yet. That's just this game. <laughs> That's literally yeah. this game is just managing debt collectors. Right. So um, I, I just haven't got the option. I, I mean, I have the option to buy a house. I just haven't gotten I just haven't done it yet, I guess. Okay. And so I haven't I haven't played too much of this game, so as much as you guys right. have. So I'm a little farther behind. Yeah, I'm, I got to a point where I have my house. I am actually almost paid off on that first house, so that's kind of exciting. Um, got the museum set up. You have to donate five critters, is what it's called, fish or insects. And then they'll have Blathers come in, the owl, and he gets your museum all set up. And then you have to donate another 15, I think it is, and that gets you your museum. And that's the point where I kind of have a little bit of a stall, a little bit of a lull, because I'm still collecting new creatures. And uh, so for my sanity and not losing inventory space, the thing I love about this game is you can put things anywhere on the island. So rather than taking up storage space, I have taken every single thing I've caught and I put it in its own, own little cage outside of his tent. So in the morning when it opens, I'll just run inside and start giving him all my stuff. I love the game so far. I've been to Matt's Island. I haven't been to Austin's yet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, not missing much at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks like Alexis is uh, getting things going for you. So yeah, I don't know where she's even at right now. <laughs> she's, she's playing with my sister-in-law at the moment. So oh, nice. They're, they're running around doing what? Who knows what? Very cool. Yeah, yeah she's, she's way it. farther than I am. So at this point, <laughs> um, 
I just got the ladder, so I can now start climbing up onto higher ledges ah, and stuff. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I've been loving it, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Austin, yeah. you haven't played much, but what's your what's oh, your thoughts? It's, thoughts? it's really it's really enjoyable. So I think I I I think Jason covered a lot of it. But I'm going to go into stuff that you guys haven't really done yet. So. Like you said, Alexis has been playing it as well, but we, since we're on the same Switch, we can both play it at the same time. And we've, we've, so we've done that. So uh, we did that earlier today where we were both playing. So I don't know if you guys know how it works, kind of. So, uh, <clears throat> so you go on your Nook phone and you call a buddy, you know, to come over and they just, it's all, it's all these, it's Switch dependent, obviously, whoever's on your Switch. So had her come over and then, so I was the leader and she's the follower, so she can't really, use inventory stuff and everything she picks up goes to the recycling bin in uh, Tom Nook's little tent. Mm. Uh, so like so this, the leader can do whatever they want and the follower kind of just can do some things but then it's super easy to switch. So all you have to do is just shake your controller and then it sends it over to the other person. And then, mm. then they're the leader and then you're the follower. So um, it's kind of a cool little system and you, know, you can run around do whatever you want together like go fish and you know collect bugs and stuff like that so it's kind of cool so it's like what we were doing on each other's island is just shared together on your island it's kind of right all right that's that's i think it's my only difference that you guys have had that i've done with you guys now so uh, is alexis being your visitor um does she she have like a tent or anything so yeah so she has her own tent and everything so when she plays like right now is she it's on my we're all we're on the same island but she's in charge of it at the moment so uh, she has her own tent and everything, and she can gather stuff and sell it and whatnot. So it's nothing's changed that way. Um, the only difference is if we both play at the same time, that you kind of have to do the switch back kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so for me, uh, Animal Crossing, I mean, obviously couldn't have come at a better time, right? Um, because it's very nice to be able just to sit down and relax for with it for a while. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think what this game does is I, I really like the personality. Um, you know, every time you take like a bug to blathers, he like freaks out because he doesn't <laughs> like bugs. Um, and I think that's hilarious. Uh, and like every time you give him a fish, he can take like fish facts and like recite them to you and stuff. Um, and I really like that, you know, like you, you can tell Tom Nook is a murderer, but he like isn't going to like show it and stuff um obviously tom nook is a crook right uh and so but like the the little ones like i don't know like everything about it it's just so like free and adorable and everybody is like so supportive of you and you know like every time you talk like the the characters all have their different personalities you know like i've got like one that loves to weightlift and stuff on my <laughs> island and stuff I and so too. yeah i've been invited like i've flown out to another island and invited somebody over um to come live with us and i haven't seen them so i don't know what happened to them i don't know if it takes several days for them to move or not is, is that um, just was it just a random character like, yeah okay yeah. so I was, wondering, I was wondering about that how you could get more people to live right. on your island yeah so just the two 
Right. And so like there's there's definitely like some stuff to this game, right? Like so um there's the Nook Miles program. Um and you collect miles as you go and you like unlock different things. And so every day you have a series of like five and I'm calling them dailies. Um they're basically five things that like they're little tasks. So it might be like catch five bugs or five fish or whatever. Um and you get a certain amount of nook miles for that and the first five you do every day you get twice the amount of nook miles and so that's why i'm calling dailies so like every day you should be doing those five things at least um and then collecting nook miles and so like you can buy tickets to like deserted islands and stuff um where you can go collect supplies you can find random visitors and stuff like that um and like that that's all in game and that's not without like that's totally uh, without interacting with any other humans um Mm -hmm. and and then there's the multiplayer thing right and the multiplayer is like what do you expect out of it right we go onto each other's islands you run around you might run around in circles for a while you might drop your fruit there so that like you can trade or whatever um but it's not like you can buy things from other people's islands. When the shop opens, that might change. I don't know. Um, we'll have to try. I got my shop up and running, so you guys should oh, like yeah. jump yeah, into my island okay. and take, it, take a look. Yeah, hmm. so I mean, it's just been really nice to just be able to sit down and chill. Um, yeah. Uh, especially with everything going on, having like a purely positive experience... I think is great and I don't know if you guys have but I've kind of like broken into like the uh, the custom designs uh, (laughs) and stuff yeah so I made a shirt that says yay butt um, which I was pretty proud of so um, and and that's fun like you can you can like do uh, face paint the same way and stuff like that right so I've definitely been enjoying kind of uh, creating different designs, and I, I think like that's something that I'm gonna kind of do in the long run. So, it's been enjoyable. Um, Animal Crossing uh, again, perfect timing for this game. For yeah. sure. Um, I think I'm a day ahead of everybody else because I I started the night it released, um, right. and and when you came in, like they did it really well. So like everything up to your first night was in daytime even though it wasn't real time and then they give you a warning oh hey when you wake up next it will be in real time right Um, so like when i started my island it was still day even though it was like one or two a.m so i've been enjoying the hell out of it um it's super good man it is super good so uh yeah i'm just keeping to collect those uh nook miles and uh you know paying off my debt um because that's the most fun thing i could be doing at this time right because let's be real nobody's making money and nobody is paying off debt as it is except for you guys you guys are still working yeah yeah uh so um yeah that looks like the uh the end of our games that took a little bit of time today but yeah maybe it was worth actually been playing so that's a plus yeah um 
So how about yeah. we get into our couple news stories we have? Yeah, we've got just a couple little news stories. Um, kind of interesting. Um, we'll start with this one. Um, one Reggie Phil Amon has joined GameStop's board of directors, and he couldn't have joined at a better time. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Reggie, you know, you know, from Nintendo of America, um, and <coughs> more recently Twitter, um, is just a good person. Um, yeah. So he has joined the board of directors. What that means, who the hell knows, right? Board of directors <laughs> could mean a hundred different things. Some boards are really um you know really tied to the way business runs some boards right. are literally just there to be make the most like th- who's going to be the ceo right things like that so we don't really know what reggie's going to be doing at gamestop um but uh it's kind of an interesting time right um so right. he hasn't joined yet he won't join officially until april 20th um, but, um, you know, they've kind of been in the news recently, um, super recently, you know, stuff. some really negative stuff. They, uh, they kind of, you know, in California, there's an order where, um, only essential businesses can be operating right now. And they sent out a thing, um, to their, uh, all of their district, like their retail store saying you're essential. Don't close. Right. I don't know how much I buy that. That's more um, of a we don't want to go bankrupt, so we're gonna put you at risk. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with you guys on that, but I, it was also the time right when these two big games were coming out, and they wanted to still be sure. on top because they've now since closed their stores, and now they're doing curbside deliveries and stuff like that. Which is what and they should they have, done have done yeah, initially. But I think their issue was they had so many people, which they already canceled the midnight releases of Doom and Animal Crossing, and then they kind of, then they did like a, a weird like Thursday release where like... Yeah, they did. They, had they did an people, early release of it, so they, so they that, spread like, they, out... They, they, yeah, they had limited people come in every hour um, to keep the you know the ten people or whatever it was down and did it like that. But since I mean since the weekend ended with the games launched, they now since gone to just curbside delivery and stuff. So yeah, probably wasn't the best idea saying like we're essential and maybe they should have said we just want to stay open until this launch is done, then we'll close down. I I think they should have just shut the doors and they could have done those those releases just the way they did it and they that would have been true. fine. Yeah, I don't know. GameStop has done some funky things. Yeah. Oh, no. It is we'll looking see. like uh, Reggie is joining in the intention to kind of turn things help, around for the company. So. Yeah, so we'll see. Right. I mean, why, why else would they bring him on board right, right now? Uh, why, why else would you go to one of the most successful people right. in the games industry, right? And he did write on Twitter, uh, he said, The gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop's corporate board and helping to make this happen. So he does have intentions to kind of help out the best he can. His yeah, and I'm... Ready. Yeah, I'm totally curious, like, what that could be. Because the thing that, like, I think about is, like, a GameStop that hosts tournaments and stuff, right? Yeah. 
But are people going to like treat that the same way? You know, we've got local stores that do that here and like especially like table or like yeah, tabletop games, right? Yeah. Almost every like small business tabletop games host tournaments and stuff, right? Right. Um so GameStop could do things like that. But are people going to treat that the same? I think you could see a lot of people getting into it because think about whenever you go to GameStop, you have the people who just love to hang out there. Sure. You have a lot of people who do. So I think that that's just going to, if they do something in that realm, they are going to see a, a positive impact, I feel like. Yeah. After COVID-19. No one's hanging out right now. Yeah. Stay inside. Stay indoors. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting, you know, news. Um, other than that, um, it seems that Sade Project Red is announced that they are in fact going to develop a new Witcher game um, after Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is released. They will um, uh, speaking to Eurogamer Poland. Um, uh, and Adam Kaczynski, which is the Sadie Project Red um, president, said that they do have a concept for a new single-player Witcher game, um, but it won't happen until Sadie, uh, until Cyberpunk 2077 is released, um, including uh, the DLC that is planned for that game. Um Let's see. So in the news story, they said um, that the it would not be a Witcher 4, so it would not be a continuation um, of Geralt's story. Um, I never finished Witcher 3, but from uh, what I understand is I don't know if they could, right? Yeah, Continue. it pretty much, it, especially after Blood and Wine, is kind of where it, it, he actually kind of ends his whole... Right. He, reti- he retires, essentially, at the end of Blood and Wine. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's kind of like... Yeah, he settles down and he's done, kind of thing. So we'll see. I'd, I'd be kind of interested to see a Witcher series set way before Geralt, when the Witcher schools were still like a prevalent thing that people were like, "Yeah, Witchers." Before, before they're like, "Ooh, Witchers," you know. When the, <laughs> right. yeah, when the, I mean, when the schools, when all the school, Witcher schools were at their power and they're you know producing Witchers like constantly versus like you know. At the time of Witcher, especially Witcher Three, there was like just a handful of Witchers left in the world. Right. And so it'd be kind of interesting to see a different side of that world that we've kind of been, um, yeah, been been in. I mean, especially with the you know the success of the Witcher uh, Netflix series, which is obviously <clears throat> going to be keeping Geralt's story alive. So. Yeah, I can see them sure. doing something differently, and I, I, I mean, I. I like to see that so we'll see yeah time will tell yeah. we'll have to wait probably a year or so see anything on that so yeah i mean with the amount of time say it takes on their games we're not going to see this anytime soon so you'll get the uh intro like graphic the main screen graphic in about a year yeah right. and then and then it's going to be five years till we see somewhere else you yeah. know and that's that's assuming uh Cyberpunk 2077 comes out anytime soon. Uh, I, I think, from what I heard, they're not being affected. They're still going to stick to their release date. So, yeah, but that well, can change. That can. We change. don't know what's going on in the world right now. So, how how is Poland doing right? Now? 
Um, I mean, has Germany invaded them yet? Not okay. Not yet. Um, I mean, <laughs> if if we're following history, it's only a matter of time. Um, yeah. But let's talk about Horizon. So Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, um, confirmed. Um, yeah. We I, we've talked about the rumors that it was coming out. Um, and the weird leaks and stuff like that. Um, officially, they have announced that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Um, and the thing that I wanted to get out of this story um, is the quote that they said. Um, it was uh, it was an interview, I think, with uh, a magazine, maybe Eurogamer. Um, anyways, so uh, let's see. Um, the quote was, uh, I think it's important that we stay open to new ideas of how to introduce more people to PlayStation, show people maybe what they've been missing out on. Uh, and then this quote right here. And to put and maybe put a few minds at ease. Releasing one first-party AAA title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game now will come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was a great fit in this particular instance. We don't have any plans for day and date PC releases, and we will remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware. Do your minds feel at ease now? <laughs> That was a weird way to put it, but I, I think what it is is they're trying to uh, cater to those real hardcore fanboys, you know, that are sitting there like, well, now if PC gets it, everyone gets it. Yeah, right. I mean, because you got to keep in mind, I know it brings up Xbox and the story, how they have, like, you know, the cross-play and all that stuff, and, you know, we're playing Xbox games on PC through, you know, Game Pass and whatnot, and obviously Sony... It's really obviously, you know, when we heard Death Stranding was coming to PC, that was like a big shock. And it's just like Sony doesn't really release their games to PC. So we'll see. I. Yeah, and we know that, right? Like the fact mm -hmm. that they, we have Death Stranding, Horizon Zero Dawn, and MLB The Show all coming to um, other platforms is definitely a, uh, a different way that then Sony's ever done this. However, right. I don't know this quote and uh, to put a few minds at ease. I know he's talking to the fanboys, but fuck off, guys. Like really, yeah. like I like I didn't hear this story and think, "Oh, my sacred PlayStation games. Right. They're defiling it. The the, the dirty exactly. PC master race is defiling this." And really? honestly, I think from a business standpoint, like you start it, you, they need to look at making maybe PlayStation Now a similar idea as I mean, Game Pass. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of maybe agree with that. We'll see. I mean, because they're really, you know, I think hoping that you know they want to keep it on their console, so they sell consoles is kind of a thing. So right. So we'll see. We'll see in time. Maybe with this next generation, after a while, maybe a couple of years into PlayStation Five, they will kind of adopt a policy like do that right. kind of thing. So. And maybe they just don't want to spend the time working on porting games to PC. So maybe, maybe that's that's the point they're that, getting at. Who knows? It's yeah. like because they, they maybe they want to dedicate those building those first party games for those consoles. I mean, gosh, Sony has how many studios building games for the PlayStation? They maybe they don't want to divert resources to take that talent away to just to make a port for PC. So 
at the same okay. time, I can look at you can look at it and say like, look at God of War, this massively successful game. Suddenly, you release it on PC, you release it in two markets, and it sells yeah. even better. So I'd say yeah. like, I'm not. Sh- but I, I I think God of War was enough to be a console seller. So the people that wanted to play God of War probably went and bought a right. PlayStation to play God of War. So I, that's that's the thing is like, I Sony has such strong first party games that I think they can. Do this approach where, like, hey, if you want to play, get a PlayStation yeah. thing, and you know, you know, look at the the past games that they've had, and it's like they have a reputation of making really quality games, and you know, if people want to play them, they probably have to get a you know get a PlayStation, right. and so we'll see. I just mean like if you look at Xbox, they do have quality games too. Like you know, Halo is a system seller, well, and if they wanted to yeah. keep that up constantly, right? And in addition to their first party titles now. Look at how much they've invested in other studios that are going to now release popular first party titles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a definitely a weird way to put that, and I think they could have could have worded it better. Well, <laughs> of course, but and I like I'm not offended looking at this. I just think it's it's just so fascinating that they think that we still are kind of in this situation where they have to cater to their fanboys um right i I think that's that's stupid um but still you know there's there's definitely people out there right yeah Yeah, for sure they're still still there yeah xbox still has its fanboys too so of course they're all still there and they're just going to have to get over themselves because the other one's partying in Florida again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. So um, that's all the news stories we have. Um, it's, it's again, been a really crazy, weird couple of weeks. Um, it feels like everything kind of slowed to a halt. So we'll see what that means in the long run. Um, having said that, we do still have some big games coming out. Um, you know, Half-Life Alex is um, this week. Tomorrow. We'll see what that does for VR, um, what that means. Um, Persona 5 Royal um, is still coming out. Uh, Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy 7. Those are all within no the next couple for weeks. Delays. Yeah, the, Final we Fantasy 7 might have trouble getting physical copies from what I understand, but digital will be just fine. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's crazy to think otherwise. Um, even, even you know, Animal Crossing, if you ordered it, the, the physical copy, you don't have it yet. Some people do, right. but a you lot of people don't. This? Yeah. I bought it at Target. You better stay still, in your house. They, they still had a ton of them, so I, mean, I think it depends on where you go. But. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um um, I'm expecting to be in the same holding pattern um, come April 10th when Final Fantasy 7 um, is released. So here we are. Um, here we are. But anyways, we'll probably be um, hit hard by then here in Idaho. Probably. So yeah, uh, thanks for all for listening. Um, you know, stay safe out there. Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook um, at Dryspell Radio. Um, we will be launching an Instagram shortly, so you can follow us there as well. Um, and yeah, and 
look out in case uh, you know any of us decide to stream from our our quarantine spaces. But uh, other than that, uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will be back for sure. Um, even under martial law, we'll be back. So thanks all they for can't listening. Kick us out of our house. They can't kick us out of our houses. Um, stay safe out there. Social distance. We'll make it through this. We'll be back. Play some, play some video games. Play some goddamn video games. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.